Hello, everyone. I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net, and this time it's actually not about spaceships for the first time in a while. It's about turtles. Right, Rob? Turtles. Turtles, Rob? <laughs> it's not about shell shock. It's not about shell shock. It's not about shell shock. <laughs> um, as you can see, Rob's background there, uh, this crazy turtles guy spent, what'd you say, 100 hours on this, probably? Yeah, yeah it's about 100 hours. I, I know because I recorded every last bit of it. <laughs> oh, right. oh! So you have it? Is it all like was it all streamed or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have all the streams on my YouTube, and then I have prints available, prints and posters available on my website, shopsketchcraft.com. Right? Shopsketchcraft.com, yeah. where you can get yeah. your own turtles print. That's cool. Um, I have yeah. I actually have this as a poster. I I have the poster myself because I have that arcade mm -hmm. one up, right? Turtles arcade, and then yeah. I just printed this up. 20 by 30 and put it right behind there you know so i was like there so, so today today we're talking about turtles right turtles it's called mutant mayhem it's a movie and i went to the theater and so did rob and we saw the movie with our own two peepers <laughs> all right so uh there's gonna be a lot of spoilers in this and uh so rob and i tend to go like free form stream of consciousness just smooth jazz, baby. Like that's how we do it usually. But I did try to make some notes about like how the general story goes. So if you don't want spoilers, this ain't going to be your thing. If you are cool with spoilers, then uh, here they come. I'm gonna just going to lay out what the movie is and then me and Rob will, will discuss it. So it, it opens with these soldiers that are like raiding Baxter Stockman's house or his home, his little lair. And they want what he's working on. And we see he has these little babies and stuff and they're like little little animals little creatures and then we see that he is getting rid of the ooze and then we go 15 years later the turtles are going grocery shopping by stealing toilet paper toiletries food all that kind of stuff that they need um on their way home from such thievery they go to the drive-in and they watch ferris bueller where they see what it's like to be a teenager. They're already aware of it, but they watch it there. They see children or teenagers being teenagers, and they wish they could partake. Um, when they get home, Splinter, their father, the giant rat, is uh, is mad that the boys took so long, and that he's like, he questions, why are they seeing a movie about humans? And like, why would you even want to bother? And, um, and then that's where we get a weird moment where he gives us the origins of the turtles to them, as if it's a story they've never heard before, um, but I'm guessing that oh they might be they might be, have been too small to remember it for what it's worth. Um, young Splinter has like a real Hall and Oates vibe looking when we get the flashbacks, which I appreciated. Um, it seemed seem more like a lecture, by the way. A, a lecture, yeah. It was it was yeah, a lecture because he said yeah. I'm going to tell you the really long version, and so it seemed more like okay, you know it, but I'm going to lecture you. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You know. And then, like, that's where we learned that it they watched this video called Carrie Lee's Guide to Self-Defense. And they watch like VHS videos on on fighting and how to use how to do martial arts and how and then they watch actually like Bruce Lee style films and bad martial arts films. And so that informs who they are, their personalities as fighters and all of that stuff. That's why they get a little showy, I guess. And then, but meanwhile, we learned that Superfly, the little baby fly from Baxter's uh experiments is robbing tech to make a super weapon and exact revenge on humanity um clever things happen though during some of these parts like we see uh the turtles making videos like tiktoks 
but there's a sort of like sadness to it because you know that the kids are making TikToks of themselves like slicing watermelons and stuff, but their videos they can never post because they're living underground in secret. So um, they end up, while they're messing around making these TikToks they'll never post, they end up throwing a ninja star at the watermelon or at the food or whatever. They miss, they hit April O'Neil, who in this iteration is a young black teenage uh, woman around 15, 16 years old. And the, the um, while she's up yelling at the turtles, who hit me with this ninja star, somebody steals her scooter. And then the turtles are then forced to debate, what are we going to do about this? Are we going to go save, are we going to get our scooter back? Or are we going to just like look the other way? And they, of course, um, Leo is smitten with April. And that kind of pushes them into becoming heroes of the moment. So um, as the heroes finally are, they beat up a gang to get her. Her bike is just sitting in this garage where it was stolen. And then April's like, I know you're back there. Come out. They come out. She's freaked out by them. But she knows that they're helping her and that they're like, good. They decide to get pizza. They kind of like, because they are teenagers, they bond over pizza. And then we get more of Leonardo having the hots for April. And uh, we learn in this conversation that she, April O'Neil, who we know as classically as a TV reporter, does not want to be on camera. And the boys in this instance also learn that she's freaked out by them. They learn that she's she that she finds them disgusting because they're mutants, you know. And um, but she says basically, "You guys helped me, so I know you're not disgusting. I know you're not bad." And um, that's when Donatello has the plan that if they stop Superfly, the New Yorkers will then love them. If they drag Superfly and drop him on City Hall's doorstep like a like a, like superheroes, everyone will love them. And one of them comments that it's like Hulk in Endgame. Because Hulk is scary, green, but accepted. So they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They all, they all understand that. And they need uh, April's help. They call, you know, and they uh, call April and say, yeah, we want to do this thing. And we'll like, you know, we'll talk to you and you could help us. You could help because she's on the, they, they sense that she's on the case because of some evidence that she stole from the garage, I believe. And, uh, you know, that's when we see the teenage moments where he's like, Leo's like, it's a date. And then she's like, what? And then they all freak out. They all, they all like hang up the phone and flip out because they got embarrassed. And, um, so, but they, uh, meet April O'Neill at a real high school. So in a weird way, it's like, she's taking them into the world that they want to be in that they're excluded from. And, uh, they have a little moment where they like put their names on a list and everything and, they find out that prom is canceled and stuff, but then they, they're they trying to figure out what their names are and they look at a locker and there's one and it says Pute Girl and the turtles start laughing. They're like, at least your name's not Pute Girl and she is Pute Girl. And we learned that she vomited while doing the morning announcements at school and became a viral meme and they call her April O'Puke. So that's, so she confesses to them, she wants to be a hero just as much as they do. So in a, in a, that's when they kind of become unlikely allies. That's when we, we figure out they both want the same thing, but just from different perspectives. And um, April confesses that she's been on the Superfly story. She knows all about the local crime gangs that are being organized. And she has like, you know, the board with all the, the yarn going everywhere and stuff like that. We then get a music montage to the turtles beating the shit out of all the gangsters in the, in the area. They're like all these small gangs that kind of like 
are I don't know if it's organized crime, but as much as it's just like a bunch of small like local gangs, and the, the and basically no a remix of No Diggity plays while the turtles just beat the shit out of all these guys. Music stops at the end, and uh, one guy's like I know where uh superfly is going to be he tells him and then mikey still knocks him out because he's just rough around the edges and raph was it was it raphael okay yeah 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 you're right you're right it's raphael um splinter then takes them 911 they go home he has standees of chris evans chris pratt and chris pines he's like i know you guys want uh human stuff here's all the human stuff and you can order whatever you want as long as it's pizza. And, you know, he has pizza for them and stuff. The kids are just like, thanks, Dad. Kind of freaked out by the weirdness of it. And they bolt back with April. And um, basically, they they end up meeting with Superfly at the meeting. And then this is where we learn that Superfly's, like, actual plight makes a lot of sense. He wants to destroy humanity with a super weapon that will turn all of the animals of earth into mutants and then they will then revolt against the humans that's like the idea and then april's like this is really bad for me and leo's like oh that's my girl no i can't let that happen and then the turtles are like yeah we don't want that either and then uh, and then as the story goes on all of the some of the mutants even like rocksteady and bebop end up turning on him because they're like we don't really want to be a part of the you know extermination of a, of a whole race of people they're, you know we're not really about that and um but the boys end up getting captured by the scientists from the opening of the film who are then milking them and it's just like ongoing joke throughout it that the humans will take you and they will milk you and they are being milked and then uh basically uh superfly is going to like make the the weapon uh attack people they kind of stop it it kind of goes off in the water and then he becomes like a giant godzilla monster and begins to attack the city. They they take an attack on Titan kind of thing with this like antidote that they're going to shoot into him and uh, destroy him or or you know turn him back into himself or whatever. And the as everything's looking really bad in New York, there's big signs showing the turtles everywhere that are saying like the turtles are these bad guys. They're gonna they're gonna kill everybody. Uh, the monster approaches near the news station. The news anchors run. April takes over the news and, and then tells the real story and all of the stories she's been working on for the, sh- for the whole um, movie. She basically reiterates to the people uh, she, and she pukes, she pukes, swallows the puke, tells the story and pukes, tells the rest of the story or something like that. So anyways, uh, all of the New Yorkers end up rallying, rallying behind the turtles and helping them. They end up taking the whole thing, de- the, the monster down. They stop Superfly. Uh, the mutants live underground with the with uh, Splinter. Splinter gets a girlfriend, maybe a boyfriend. I don't know, a creature, and uh, is 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 dating somebody his own age. He's happy, and all the mutants are happy. And then the turtles begin end up with their first day in high school, um, and then they end up going to prom. And then that's sort of like the movie. They 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 kind of like got what they wanted. And then there's a post credit scene where we get Shredder. And he he's called in by the scientist lady who started the whole thing from the beginning and they're going after them. And that's that's like the gist of the movies, like plot. Now, I'm sure Rob has a lot to say, though. I just said a whole lot. <laughs> what? Well, and thanks for the super chat, I mean, Clinton. Jason just repeats the whole movie. Good show. You got Jason got paid five bucks to tell you the movie he spent 10 bucks on. So you're halfway there to 
Think about yeah, it. Good job. I know, right? Hey. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, let me just tell you what I loved about the movie. Visually stunning. I think yeah. it's visually stunning, you know? And I think the, uh, I mean, it, well, I love the voice acting too. Like across the board, it's all very well acted. I think the kids uh, do really well with one another. Mm-hmm. It's as good as the Turtles voice acting from the 90s, you know, movie uh even you know what i mean like probably even better in some some respects because they're a little less like the the the, the rap from the 90s movies the one where i'm like all right that's an accent you know it's not the best right <laughs> michelangelo yeah. spicoli right we get it so this yeah. it's pretty good dude it's yeah um and uh i, I didn't like the story <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, i like the i like the idea of the mutants and all the big fights and stuff but uh uh, they changed the origin to this in such an unnecessary way for me that I just, I was like, how does this, does it make it more relevant? Like, it so, doesn't help. Yeah. T- like, tell, tell people what they changed and then where, where you're like, where, where the friction so lies. The problem I have, right. The, the, where where it, it gets weird for me is like, it, it looks, the, the, the turtles as itself owes mm-hmm. its, you know, entire origin to basically Jack Kirby and Frank Miller. Right, okay. comic book artists, creators Jack Kirby and Frank Miller. Frank Miller yeah. specifically his Daredevil and Ronin series, right, with a little bit of Dark Knight Returns, um, and then Jack Kirby for all the crazy um, uh, space stuff and cosmic stuff. And and really, if you've ever met, I've met, I know Kevin Eastman. Uh, he would know me if you brought me up, you know, like so. I, I I'm on that level. Yeah, Peter Laird. He, he, he doesn't I, I know got, me, but we are gonna hang out someday. I got rejected by Peter Laird to work on the Turtles in 2004, you know, mm. so I have that. But Peter, he's a good dude. He's the Jack yeah. Kirby, right? And okay. Kevin Eastman's the Frank Miller, right? Like okay. they would they would both say that's their biggest influences. And you're so, the Stan Lee. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Stan Lee. Like just Stan, <laughs> no. Stan Lee, just Stan Lee. The Stan so, Lee from Three's Company. Yeah. So the the origin of the turtles in the comics, and and how is this in pretty much almost every iteration, you know, is that there's a a sort of a shadow world of ninjas, right, that have been going yeah. on for centuries, and their origins sort of tied up in this battle between two different clans, right, Hamato Yoshi and Orokosaki, book clan, and different different elements of the stuff, and and uh, and the classic you know, sense that the one master's killed and Splinter's like a refugee. Then the ooze thing happens separately and they find a way to sort of exact revenge, right? Like honorable yeah. revenge. And, and I don't mind saying, well, there's another way to tell the story, except that the, the whole point of the turtles being called Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael is that Splinter was an educated, he, he grew in brains rather than right. Braun, like he just became extremely educated and he and his master was sort of classically educated too so there's mm-hmm. this whole like sense of history right not just of the ninja stuff but of world history and knowledge like refinement and yeah refinement right yeah and and, and it clashes with their with their 80s cowabunga dude party dude styles and and these kids grow up on pop culture so there's the, the clash between the father and sons the old mm-hmm. The old yeah. world versus the new world, right? And yeah. in whatever in this iteration, film, Rob, does it ever make sense why they have those names? Because I didn't catch it. It makes no sense. No, no. This world, they all grew up. There is no Foot Clan in that sense. There is no Splinter was yeah. raised by someone else. He's just a rat on the streets, like Ratatouille. 
So essentially, he should have named these kids Chef Boyardee, Skittles, uh, Luke Skywalker, uh, Bobcat, Go- Bobcat Goldwaith. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like they all should have had pop culture names, essentially. Like, like, and look, is that like a walk out of the theater discuss? No, no, it's not. But it just fundamentally, like, like it does. It makes when the Shredder eventually shows. It makes the Shredder like a hitman, and it's not a personal story. And there's so, always like these varying levels of like families and 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 betrayal and revenge and drama, right? At the heart of yeah. it, there's the Foot Clan side, there's the space side with the the Ootroms, which we can get into, which is the creators of the Ooze, and there's an intergalactic bit there that can there where it could go into. And this sort of like it just eschews that to be like to just to be. I don't know why they would do it. It it, it confuses me because it yeah. sort of just puts the film where Splinter like. Okay, first off, why would they be ninjas if they grew up with kung fu tapes? Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, like it's it's yeah, weird. Like, I could, well, I, I, I could see, I could see why they would go like, well, okay, let's let, let's let's look at it from a couple of ways. So on that one, ninjas are like stealthy, and that's where they would do it. But also, like ninjas are like assassins, which they're not. So them actually being assassins was always kind of like a bit of a thing. So I could let that one slide. But you know what? I didn't like this is me. I'm going to be the most prude you're ever going to hear me be in my whole life. But remember when we were kids and they're like, put the pizza down the hole, dude. And then they like put the money up. In yeah. this one, the uh, turtles just steal. They, they don't steal. ever. Yeah. They, they rob from a mom and pop. They don't leave store. money. They don't, yeah, they they don't, don't put leave the money, money at the till. In, right. in the register. Yeah. And I thought that was when I saw that as a parent, that's where I was like, look, those humans are going to kill you and you got to eat. You definitely should steal that food for sure. But they have, they have phones. They have all of these, they have ways of getting money. I guess they steal the money. Maybe. I don't know because they order pizza at one point. And, uh, but I was a little bit like, maybe they should have put, you know, maybe they should have, have had that little moment there where they do pay. And that does happen before they decide to be heroes though. And so I can sure I can let it go. But they're already wearing costumes with their names on it. Just, yeah. Like none of this yeah. sort of makes any sense to me. Like, hmm, so, and then it does something else that I just, I fundamentally have a problem with any movie mm-hmm. and it's where you tell a joke and then you tell the same joke and then you tell the joke again and then you do it a fourth time. Mm-hmm. But if that weren't enough, Jason, you do it a fifth time. And in case you didn't uh, get it, you do it a sixth time, and then you make it a three-minute like okay. gag, and then you do it, it the doesn't joke go that. It doesn't like, go that. It does. Far. It does it. But when you watch it again, count. Okay. Count. Wait, which count. which it's joke? Almost which joke are the you milking, referring to? Milking them. The milking thing. They get milk. Well, it goes on and on the, the, and the, on. The milk, yeah, the, the milking one though is is kind of funny to me because like at first when he says it, you're like, what the, fuck? and then when he says it again, you're like, this guy keeps saying that, but then at the end when they are being milked, it's kind of funny. I mean, I. I, I don't yeah, know. I didn't love it. I didn't, I didn't love it. Two or three yeah. times. It's just, look, I just, it has five screenwriters credited, right? Yeah. We're not talking about like behind the and, scenes. And I, and I think that's, that's probably part of the problem with, 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 right. the, with, with the movie. Right. Cause I, so, I am with you though, Rob, I'm, I'm with you 100% in the sense that I love, like, I feel like this franchise has create, has the ability to offer us something as good as the Spider-Verse right now. All of the the, the the cast, the designs, the character, the tone, it's all there, but the movie right. itself leaves a lot to be des- to be de- well, desired. Well, even visually, 
mm-hmm. get back to the visuals because one of the things it does that I love is it does a flashback sequence when they're or like when they're dreaming about going to school where it looks like it looks like how we would draw the turtles how, when we were eight no, on their notebook. Okay. It's exactly okay. how we drew the turtles when we were kids. Like whoever did Which, that callback knows that's how we did it. And I was I was like, pretty good. Yeah, and it's that's really, how I did it. And I, yeah. And I was like, you know, you, given that they're able to have different art styles, when they did the flashback sequences, they could have done them in the original Mirage Comics duo tone style. Mm-hmm. And they could have even drawn them in a way that they look like the original comics, even though these characters don't look like that. Yeah, you know, like like especially mm-hmm. if they were retelling their origin to April and they're trying to make themselves seem cooler. So we yeah. saw the hardcore version, you know, like the really cool version of them, but they're kind of dorky now. Like, so like there's just all yeah. this opportunity. I'm like, there's ways to go another step further here that doesn't betray the tone or the the audience that they're seeking with the film, you know? Yeah. But um, but yeah, I just I just fundamentally have a problem with turning Splinter into someone who just just hates it i mean i i get if he does if he's distrustful of the humans especially if baxter stockman would that's the thing too baxter stockman disappears and if you know anything from the comics he creates the mousers mm-hmm. and like the mousers hunting down splinters a whole thing and that could have been a hell of a sequence in this if the you know like if all the the mutants had gone into the sewers and then superfly like first off they never go look for baxter stockman which is weird because they're like that's our dead too whatever happened oh baxter i don't know don't bring it up but like had they unleashed the mousers, there's a whole thing there. But it, I don't know, just just one of those things where I'm like, I could see people liking it just fine. But I, I would say for those that complained about the Mario Brothers movie being a little too simple, there's at least like a lyrical well, nature to Mario. It doesn't yeah. kind of get in its way. You know what I mean? And this both this things could, can this could shut up a little bit. It could yeah, just chill both out. Both things like, can be shortcomings, though, I will say, because I think that they are there are right. shortcomings on both. And like so Damn. yeah, when it when it so one of the things, so there's a weakness in the script there because of how they decided to to deal with Splinter, but then there's also a strength, and and I don't, I personally probably would have not done it myself if I was doing the script. Uh, obviously, I don't write scripts, but if I was, uh, on that on uh, in that Splinter, then when he meets up with uh, Superfly, when he sees what Superfly's perspective is that's a that's his awakening moment for himself that what he's been teaching well, his children is exactly the same i'm going to use it in quotations racism that superfly uh, is is um exhibiting to his to his mutant brothers and sisters here, here, yeah here's the thing though like so i think maybe the way they were thinking was well if his master was a human mm-hmm. how could he hate humans but his master was also killed by a human so maybe yeah. he just distrusts most humans and he only thought there was ever one good one and that yeah. guy's dead. Like, there's just another way. And it's not like if this movie was running away from the concepts of death because it's too hard for a kid, I would go, that's one thing, but it isn't. This movie's no. not running away from that concept at all. So there is no excuse for why they couldn't have had that as a backstory. I was thinking at first, maybe Splinter showing them a version of their history in the way that the 90s movie, there was one origin. And then later on, you find out about the betrayal later when Splinter tells Danny, because there's two there's two origin tales in the first movie, but each one expands the other. It, this one, they just tell you the same info you already heard like five minutes before, you know, like. Yeah. So like in our in our critique of this, I, I, I think it's like it's important that we pretend because of the of the history of Turtles, as we've seen it over the last several years, uh, most of these are intended to be a new launch franchise. And then they become a one and done. 
And um, this one right here, like we could only critique it on what the film has given us, not what right. it might be giving us. I, I do hope that in the sequel, there's some kind of Empire Strikes Backy kind of moment where we find out that Splinter's been hiding some shit, maybe. Maybe there's more to the story. Maybe he keeps retelling right. that story that way because the truth is he used, he did train, you know, maybe he, maybe he uh, gave up martial arts after the death of his master and then went back into it. Like when the kids, you know, something like that. I, I do yeah. hope that they expand that because right, yeah, right now the way that the, that the, the lore, well, the lore moment, number one, it's just told to the kids as punishment, which is then to inform the audience. But then in about, I felt like, it feels, I could be wrong, but like five minutes later, they meet April and then they go back into it. Now, they don't actually go through and reiterate it beat by beat. They they tell it in a comedic way where we get to see them sort of doing the, the improv of all the turtles talking over each other and stuff. And I appreciate the moment for like what it is, but I couldn't help but, and then later on in the film, by the way, when the kids are kidnapped, a April goes into the lair and finds Splinter. So when you get down to it, they should have just had the kids take Splint, take April home, like in the original film, and then he they should have been, they, the story should have come out then, and it would have just it, it was done that way in the original film, and it was the best way to do it, and in this film they didn't want to do it the same way, and it kind of got a bit loopy because of it yeah. and a bit redundant, and uh, and. I will say uh, for adults who are following along a little, uh, that can be a little dumb. It could be, but I will say for children who don't pay attention so well, maybe it will work well, but at the same time, I don't think that's a good enough excuse to, to, you know, to be redundant, you know? And, uh, I, but like, uh, yeah, like the um, stuff, they did a good job. So what I will say is um, people, were really i think hard on on april and a couple of things i want to say about april is that it n number one i like the arc of the character in this particular story in the sense that it her arc does run parallel to the turtles she does have an arc it's not just i want a scoop you know she does have have a, a story she is also a teenager just like them as opposed to be them being teenagers and her being like, I don't know, 36 or something. And so that, that, that right there, I like that, that better. Uh, I know some people were just mad that she was a black uh, teenage girl. And it's like, well, that's your fucking problem, bud. I don't really care um, about that either way. Um, but what I will critique it on is the animation style that works really, really well. I think for the turtles makes it seem like when she's moving, like she's having a hard time moving and it makes April not look like she's a teenager, but instead like a 40 year old woman. <laughs> and and that's what she sort of moves like a yeah. 30, 20 is a 32 year old. I mean, like with back problems, she's like, she's like, back problems. you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm okay with her, with her being like a, a chubby teen. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, and, and like, like her being an outsider, her being the puke girl thing, you know? And then, like, my also, like, my, like, problems with the story is, number one, her being puke girl is fine. She doesn't want to be on camera. We know April O'Neil as being a woman on camera. So we have a good arc for the character to see to fruition. Well, but at the, end of the, at, at the end of the movie, though, when, when she does get on camera, 
she still pukes. She's still puke girl. And I, I thought she, she, she swallows it. I thought she should have swallowed it and done the story, not swallowed it, done the story and puked together. I think she shouldn't have puked at the end. I think that should have been her come overcoming her anxiety and then actually uh, it's a game of confidence you know it's a, it's a confidence game which yeah would be she does it though art. she still does it she still but does it it's just not the, funny when, when it happens you know you gotta understand how much it looks so for me guys the whole reason why i'm even drawing today is because of the, the turtles comic mm -hmm. i like superheroes as a kid and i like comic strips like garfield but the turtles comics you know the specifically when first publishing uh, did a four book re-release right was like the it was in all the bookstores i mean I, I i traded i traded money and sodas at school to get those <laughs> books from people you know yeah. like that's where everything changed that's when i i started redrawing the pages and that's when well people started recognizing oh kids got talent that rob kind of thing. so rob discovered his talent i beat the turtles game and it was really hard and right. it took me like hundreds of hours so i guess so we all in, did different things comics, with our time and I understand there's always an adaptation, but we've never had a real visual adaptation of the original comic. Out of all the superhero properties, the closest thing to it is the first movie, which does adapt three or four issues from the comic, specifically, I think, issues, you know, eight or nine through 10 or 11, somewhere around there, or book four in the first publishing uh, series. It's the whole Shredder, Return of Shredder, and then they attack the shop, and then they go to the farm, and they come back. That whole bit is straight out from the comics, almost almost okay. to the point where you can storyboard it. Yeah. Right? Like it's beat for beat. But in the comic, April O'Neil was originally Baxter Stockman's assistant. And I mm -hmm. was like, this was an opportunity for Baxter Stockman to be like a, at school or or taking interns and April doing, you know, choosing between science or investigative science oh, or something kind of like, like kind of like the um teacher in gremlins who's like kind of cool who like is like doing experiments on gizmo and stuff <laughs> right <laughs> yeah 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 so like and it's like the relationship already exists it would actually help the film more and and for what little time gene carlo esposito has time to do the voice of actor sogman it sounded great it did yeah like you know and i was like man i just want to hear gene carlo do more crazy science Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's like having those two together, just, I don't like, you know, it just, just seemed like a more elegant way to do it that didn't involve making up things that I, I just, I don't know. Like, like April is a person who's noticed at school for, and she's, but she seems to be someone who doesn't want to be in the limelight, but then wants to step out. So it's like, you're already noticed. You're just noticed for being like a dork. I don't know if that's quite the same thing, you know, mm -hmm. like it's overcoming. It's like a different arc to get over. It's like acceptance. Yeah, yeah, you yeah know, she, like that's an she, that's not a confidence issue. It's an acceptance issue, but she has a confidence issue. But the school, it's just weird to me. It's like two different things mm -hmm. that maybe you don't notice, but I mean, I, there's something not it's not sinking in the right way. Confidence is maybe she never thought she was smart enough or good enough to do something, right? And mm -hmm. then she's able to fill in the gap that Baxter Stockman could, right? Or to save yeah. Splinter with the Mousers or something. There's just again, there's just those things that it's like. I don't know why, Jason, why they, they feel well, the need to reinvent certain things. It, it it has it has that that class that classic failing that you see in films that are reimaginings where they they don't want to put Shredder in the first one. They wanna like they wanna milk it to use the movie's joke, all the way to the fact when we get Shredder in a post credits. 
They don't want to like everything like doesn't come right out and everything starting early to get the, to, to maximize potential and stuff like that. And the, the, the problem like with the movie is number one, uh, I think Superfly it himself is good, but I still feel like the, the movie lacked a really cohesive, solid villain like and right. Shredder is unfortunately it like is that. And well, like they're trying the, to make the Utram, the, the the old lady is supposed to be her yeah. last name is Utram, which is the name of the alien species. They're, that's what Krang is, yeah. Right, but they weren't inherently is, bad. Is they're she just aliens. Be, is she going to become the body with Krang inside? She's a she Terminator. Because she she's a Terminator. Like okay. So the the Utrams are they're they're Terminator bodies with little brains in their bellies. All right. right. Yeah. So like, they're trying to make her be like them, but they're not inherently villains. So, okay, if you're going to make them the villain, then, like, you may as well, like, here's the thing, they have a bunch of guns that can demutinize stuff, and it's made a big deal from the beginning of the film. So, at the end, when the turtles have one gun to stop the Godzilla, why didn't she just, there's your mutant, there's your giant mutant full of ooze you want, it's sitting right there, where are they? Like, they just disappeared. Why, yeah, why, you know? why aren't you collecting him? And then, yeah. and then also, also, I, like, I, I thought you brought up a great point when we briefly talked after our star wars show today and you were like if they were gonna like that was when they go to do the attack on titan bit and they mention yeah. it and everything which i thought was great i loved it, it that made that made me very happy when my kid sees it he's gonna love that and uh i'm taking him on saturday to see it so i'll let you guys know if how it goes over but uh, but you said like that was the moment to do it like an attack on titan moment you know an and i was like titan and it's yeah. this is the other big problem i have with the film is mm -hmm. i I utterly disagree with the choice of score. I'm not talking about putting like the pop songs in there, right? Which I'm hit or miss on some of them. Some of them are great. Some of them I'm like, fine. But the score is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. And they went with this sort of like Stranger Things synth thing with hip hop. Mm -hmm. And it misses an anthem. There's no heroic anthem. And they're trying to become heroes. And the composer for Attack on Titan is Hiroyuki Suwano. And if you've ever listened to the music on Attack That's on Titan, good. if you're ever having a bad day, Right, and you're like, I don't know how to defeat the oh. life. Go put that fucking thing on. There's a and dude like, on on YouTube who does like these concerts of like Mario and stuff like out in public, and he does an Attack on Titan one. It's a really good way to listen to the all of the Attack on Titan's best musical moments. Yeah. I'm like, getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. All right, yeah, that's really good. Uh, Hiroyuki really, Suwano really is my favorite composer of the last decade. All right, yeah. I mean, not just that. He's done Kill a Kill, a bunch of stuff. He's got independent albums. He's and he he does mix rock and hip hop and trumpets, and he can do anything. So yeah. get here Yuki Swano, but at the very least, when they go to do this, take down the, the the bit and do an attack on Titan bit, that's where all that coalesces into like their theme should come together right there. But there's no turtles theme, yeah. and I don't know about you, but like one of the reasons why. All of this, I feel, exists today with the cartoon and the movies is because Turtles always had really recognizable music in the 80s and 90s. Like, you just remember, even, well, even the 90s movie had a new theme, but it was something you could hum, you know? Yeah, like you, but you, the actual, like, Ninja Turtles song from the show, I don't know if there's a problem with using it or whatever, but reusing that melody is very catchy, and it no, shouldn't have no, been in there. Uh, like, the, the, up in the, or, the yeah. Uh, something mm -hmm. or they could have you know created it's just this is just one of those things where i just think like the music and i was really looking forward when i heard Trent reznor and atticus ross were doing the score i'm like well this is going to be totally different i can't wait to see what they do and 
it just doesn't feel like the turtles. So, it feels. I so don't know. I, I, I meet you in the middle on this. I, I agree with you that we needed an actual turtles theme um, and it needed to emerge when they actually do, do get going. Um, it does some weird things. Like it, it references go ninja, go ninja, go from turtles Two, um, right. which is something that's better, but better no, off no. forgotten. Forgotten, but, TR, but I, you, TR Turtle Power, T U R T L E Power from the first film is a better song than Go yeah, Ninja Go. Yeah, yeah. You know? But but I I still I would be fine if they had celebrated all of it. If they had, I would be like, fine, it's fine. You know, it's sure. part of its history and stuff. Go ahead and go ahead and do that. Now I like the actual like like music. I didn't think that that the mix was bad. I thought that it did a pretty good job. I and mean, there's always the drum machines playing. But it did. I thought it did a good job of when, like, you felt that like it was hard to understand the dialogue uh, with the drums playing and stuff. But for the most part, I didn't have a I problem. I felt it was hard to understand. It. No, no. I felt it okay. was hard to understand some of the dialogue when they're playing Four Nons Blondes and singing. Oh, Four Nons Blondes, especially okay. with the lyrics. With the lyrics with the remix, yeah. it's at the same level as they're speaking. So it's just going so, in and out of their their stuff, and I'm like. This is a weird mix. Like this so, is uh So here here here's my my problem with that. Is that there's I feel like there's this idea that they're doing music of the day that calls back to what makes us feel that the turtles are the turtles, like the time of the turtles. Nobody associated the and four non blondes with because it's turtles, not the like. right time, Rob. It's about <laughs> six years off. It's never mind has happened. The music that you're referencing is pre never mind, and then yeah. there's post never mind. And right, um, so, so, the machine makes more sense than this, you know, like which is yeah, which is around the time of never mind still, and it's still not there. Right. It's, it's still not there. Like, no, no yeah, we, we need we need more Bobby Brown, sad to say, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 exactly. No, right, exactly. right. I mean, it, it's Slick like, Rick. yeah, I mean, because it was like it was like the, the original Turtles film is 1990. Turtles 2 comes right. out in 91, but so does Nevermind in September of 91. So just to like right. Secret of the Ooze, so just to put it into context, what the, they're not nobody's, nobody's talking about right. Turtles 3 in 93. Like that didn't happen. Okay. Nobody's I was, but you did, no one wanted to hear no one wanted to hear it from me, you know, the turtles guy. Turtles in time. Like like I was the Star Wars guy in the eight in the eighties, right? When I was a kid mm-hmm. that no one wanted to hear from, and I was the turtles kid in the nineties no one wanted to hear from, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like no, so. no, but I'm but I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like like if you're if you're gonna do that, like you should have been going with like MC light and just just stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Fresh I, Prince, I, Jazzy I, Jeff. Mean, I mean, you say he's just a friend, even would have been better, especially yeah. like when April's rejecting him. Like, there was a much better pop soundtrack to this movie, uh, that that could have been there. And Pistol Pete says they should have brought back the Vanilla Ice song, they actually do, and that's the problem. Yeah. That's all they bring back is the fucking yeah. Vanilla Ice song. That's it. The thing that was like, yeah. oh god, this is never going to get better now, is it? I mean, as a child. That was a moment where I was like, well, my childhood's dead. And then Nevermind came out. And I was a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it went for me, um, anyways. I, I, I prefer Rage over Nirvana, but it, Nirvana's like oh, right under it for me. You're, you're a, you're well, a, you're a, you're a well, phony, you're a phony Stone Temple The first two Stone Temples, the first two Stone Temples, and then, then we'll go. Nirvana. I'll give you some Interstate Love song on the Crow soundtrack, but that's where I draw the line, bud. But, well, um, well, no, Creep I'm, is great too, right? Which is the that's Radiohead. Right? 
That's radio. No, Come on. That's sound. That's sound. That's it's a stone temple for sound creep. Oh, the record. Okay. See, I only know the good yeah. creep by radio. The song. Anyway, but look, like I said, it's visually stunning film, folks. Like I'm not over here, like, like I'm looking at, like I've loved yeah. this look for, for the. I mean, don't like the design of Splinter, um, at, at really? all, like all the way through. Yeah, I don't like any of it. Um, I just don't. I don't. And April, look, a lot of people felt April should have been black from the beginning because she has a perm, but she, she was always she was based off. Kevin Eastman's girlfriend, who was white, she just had a perm. All our moms had that perm in the eighties. In the comic, in the comic, in the eighties, she had the big perm. That's right. Yeah. Right. And and kids these days just don't understand. Like every eighties woman had a perm. Once once Joni and Chachi got perms, every woman in the eighties got a perm. Like that's kind of how the eighties worked. Like, yeah. yeah. I know you don't know, but my mom was a Joni and Chachi person, so that's how it worked. At some point, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that went. So. Uh, but like, I like, I, other than that, man, like, it's just a shame that, like, I don't know how well I can't tell you how well it's going to hit over with kids because I, the theater I was in, I went to the early showing mm-hmm. and there was maybe five people in there, and I was, but I was the oldest person by about 30 years, so <laughs> you know, yeah, so, and they, they weren't rooting, but I don't know what that means, they might just be quiet kids, so I can't tell you. You know, they um, all left. My 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 screening was maybe the best that you could ever have, um, because it was like the YMCA special needs showing that I went to, despite by, by a, you know, but they were into it. They had a good time. They were clapping with them. So I saw it with the audience who loved the movie, and uh, so I'm gonna go on Saturday the, the Saturday and take my kids to see it because my kids are out of town right now, and uh, don't tell them I saw it. Um, I'm just just not addressing that i saw it and then i'm gonna take them to see it on on the weekend and uh we're, we're gonna see it with like like i'm gonna see it with uh, my kids and like a general audience and see like you know how do they react if there's even a general audience there that's that's the other question is i don't know how it's gonna perform and how it is performing and stuff like that but um yeah i i'm not good at predicting box office so i couldn't tell it's, you, you know yeah it's like it's like this is like a launch of a turtle's this is like a relaunch of the franchise and I love the characters and their depictions in it personally. I even yeah, like the voice I, I, acting, I like, the relationships. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, like all of it, all of it's working for me and all of it's like, and like, I see it a lot of potential and possibilities that go beyond what our expectations of the turtles are in such ways as a sequel um, they're going to be at school and there's going to be a lot of opportunities, I think, to steal from Spider-Man. Because okay. here's, here's gonna... something else I had a question at about the school thing. So the post credit sequence has a prom sequence. So they actually go to prom. So I guess they're yeah. actually going to be out of school because it's should have been homecoming. Not April should have worn they're a prom. They're jumping, right, oh, they're jumping right. Well, that's the thing. They're all wearing tuxedos, but April's wearing her normal clothes. I was like, mm-hmm. budget? Was that just a budgeting? Was Nobody. this like a... I think that it. was added. I think that was added yeah. just because April throws in a line that I believe is ADR. I don't think she's actually saying it if you look at her. Because mm-hmm. she says, uh, we're just friends, right? And yeah. I'm like, I think that that's one of those. We got to make sure we, she's not. I don't know. Like, you, you're either got April in love with the turtle or you don't, you know? And don't, like, you guys got to figure that out before. This is not a hard thing to figure out before the movie, you know? And personally, well, yeah, it, it, the answer is always they're not going to, she's not going to sleep with the turtle. 
they got a crush on a girl and you know that's it you know like that's kind of where it starts and stops i don't i just don't see i, I know those, the furry generations I, I, into I it i think the fur yeah the I think fur, she's I, get one second i was i was wondering are they gonna turn her into like a furry or a turtle or you know what i mean i was for a well, second i was like oh, will they go there to get around so, this or turn the, leo into a gay kid for a second or i don't know you know yeah i i i um as I was like looking at it, I don't know if that's is that a classic turtles convention that Leo is the one who likes her, or is that made up for this film? No, because no, because no, in terms not. of of having April O'Neil be a nerd, unaccepted, you know, slightly overweight girl or overweight girl for that matter, um, it seems like her and Donatello would be the actual fit there. He's an anime nerd. Like she's in the AV club. Like that's, that's where, and and I, but I also felt like Donatello was one of the best characters in the film. And then I thought that Leonardo pops in the film because of the, of the romance. So I kind of think that it, and then the other two turtles feel a little bit left behind, I think in terms of like of great moments and stuff. And um, most of the funny moments for me were from, were from, were from uh, Donatello, I'd say. So I, I I could see why maybe they they decided to like disperse it, but I also thought the Donatello um made the most sense to be the one that would have uh you know a connection to her. But maybe that's something that will happen in the future. Maybe maybe you know as the as we get into our Cobra Kai teenage romance stuff as this goes on because it's as it's, you know it's going to be a series and there's going to be a second film and stuff like that. Yeah, I so, think I can easily see a scenario where mm-hmm. they try to make like the Foot Clan a local dojo that shows up, and then at the school, it's these kids joining the Foot Clan. You literally get the Cobra yeah. Kai storyline in the that's, turtles thing. You know, that, that's yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was going to say was like because like also I think it's probably safe to say that when Casey Jones shows up, he's going to be a kid from the school and not like a weird vigilante adult. It's probably going to be one of the kids. And and like with with the their involvement in things and April's involvement in things, it would make sense that they like in that Batman, you know, the Dark Knight kind of way, they would create Casey Jones at that high school where some kid would be like, I'm going to do it, too. And so there, there's like a lot of like there's like I said, a lot of potential because high school is the place that they want to be. But then they're now heroes and they are heroes. And so therefore, when Shredder comes there's going to be like, how does Donatello get an A in the, on the math test and still fight the foot clan at night and still fight the foot clan in general? Like, how do you make that happen? So that's where I think that there's like a lot of room, like I said, to rip off the Spider-Man tropes and to take the turtles place into somewhere it's never been before, which is the turtles actually go to high school. It's ridiculous, but it's fun. There's, there's, there's potential. I don't, there. I don't mind ridiculousness. Yeah. I, I, yeah. you know, I, I'm all, I don't watch the, I'm not watching the Ninja Trolls because I'm expecting grounded reality here. That's not what I'm saying. I oh, yeah. Think, yeah, of course. I just think at its core, its origin should always be tied into a shadow war, you know, mm-hmm. a, a feudal yeah. Japan ninja thing. And then you go off into the intergalactic mutant stuff to, you know, lighten up and brevity and blah, 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 blah. That's the mm-hmm. brilliant thing about the Turtles that they can they can do Jack Kirby and Frank Miller that that distance in terms of genre and it works. You know, and so here, adding that Spider-Man component, yeah, dude, it's super fun. Something else I found a little weird, though, Jason, and 
you know, I, I think you would agree too. Them watching movies of real humans and not animating mm. those movies is was odd, right? Like watching yeah, real life Ferris Bueller. Like, yeah, that, that's what I was. I was telling you. I was like, I was like, when I heard about, I heard about that sequence before uh, from somebody who had seen it, and when I heard it, I just imagined that they re, that they animated the sequence, not that it was just like clips from the from the movie, and I thought like, and in a way, it kind of felt like it was like a missed opportunity because it would have been awesome to have seen those scenes in their animation style i understand how expensive that would be but this is a film not that expensive because, because because i mean they could have done some like the waking life stuff or whatever else mm-hmm. i, I re, i'm reminded of the end credits to the she-hulk series which were drawn like in a gestural like uh, caricature style with watercolor mm-hmm. you know and it's like there's no reason why this, the, the standees of Chris Pine and Chris Evans couldn't have been like that too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just, there's just, I don't know. Like the photo thing is like, oh, I'm not feeling that was just odd to me. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's a, it's a little, I don't know what you call it. Like I almost, it, it's like what South Park does and where all of a sudden there's like something real, you know, and it's like kind of funny or like Muppet babies would do that. Oh, and it's kind of jarring right. and it could be, and it could be like, like South sort Park of funny. is parody and right. Muppets is parody. Exactly. And exactly. so this is not trying to be parody, you know, yeah. it's high adventure. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's where I, I was like, it, 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 it doesn't bother me. Like I'm not mad at it for doing it. But like when I just saw Spider Verse, that showed me all kinds of different styles in one film, also, and that wasn't this like, is brave what, enough to do it. And down to pay they the mentioned money to Batman it. in this film, right? They go Leonardo's talking like Batman. So in their world, Batman exists. Batman so does Daredevil exist? Does Daredevil Hulk. exist in their world? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, and the Marvel movies do. Why wouldn't they mention Daredevil? Right? Like, just, Don't that is hey. where they're. Origin literally comes from. They're teenagers. <laughs> they're being an elite comic book nerd to kids right now. They're the ones they mentioning Endgame and and Attack on Titan and Batman. There's, so you know, no Daredevil in that though. There's no Daredevil in those. Yet. So they, they <laughs> the just one, haven't. They the haven't got comic there yet, that they actually. Yeah. I know. Isn't it hilarious? Like, it's like all right, man. Like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I. I no. I. I. I know what you mean. Like. Like. There's. And like, like at times they did a good job of balancing. I thought they did a good job of balancing the pop culture stuff in the sense that they would say something like this is attack on Titan. And then like, you know, that like parents don't know what that is overall. Only the cool parents like us, like me. And then, you know, I'm not a parent. Knows everything. Yeah. You're not a, you're, you're a dog dad. Your your dad, your dog you're daddy. Fur daddy, fur daddy, you're a, whatever they call that you're bullshit. A, you're a dog. Okay. You're, you're a mutant dog daddy. But um, uh-huh. anyways, uh, no, no, it, it's like it's like then they they immediately they go like, oh, I'm Godzilla, and then like like so they like do. I think the script does a good job of making sure that if you couldn't keep up, that you understand what what's going on. And uh, but I also could have used um. I hate, I, I'm not a family guy guy, but I could have used more pop culture references from, from the kids at well, times. There was a family guy reference. There, there is actually a family guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, they call him, they say his head, that the watermelon head looks like Stewie with uh Hey Arnold. Hey, I think. Hey Arnold. It, yeah. 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 And so, yeah, the, like, but like they, uh, the uh, strength is in the like, like relationship of, of the kids. Um, I also thought that, um, in terms of script story structure kind of hero stuff there should have been um that opening fight should have been more of a struggle 
and they should not have known how to work together. And then obviously by the end of it, they worked together and, and succeed. There was none of that. There was just right off the bat. They were all, all perfectly fine. So it, it kind of like there, there was like room to do those things in the story. Um, sorry, it's sirens. Um, JL Wireman, thank you for becoming a channel member, by the way. I wanted to thank him before I forgot. Oh, uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, but, but so there, there were there was like like a lot of there was some fat in the movie and like the opening with the soldiers and the, the serum and what's going on with Baxter and stuff like that. I like the Baxter stuff, but those guys even being in the film after that point barely makes any sense. You don't need it. The actual friction lies between the turtles meeting the other mutants and then all of the mutants together saying, who are we? and figuring that out See, this is the problem for me where april i just don't think april should have been a student she should have been 15 and baxter stockman's assistant yeah and then 15 years later she's 30 and she re gets reintroduced to the turtles you know what i mean like the yeah. missing like it's just just more elegant just more elegant you know just it's like trying to find a way to have his cake and eat it too yeah I, no it, yeah you could have made i mean if to armchair it you could have made april a science, somebody in science who was working for Baxter, who wishes that she gone into journalism, never does. The turtles are lost. She ends up reuniting with them and then gets to finally do the thing that she was supposed to do, which is be a journalist, not an evil scientist assistant. There's, there's ways of just making that shit happen, yeah. you know, and and like. Um, but, but that's once again, like, and that's where when I see how many writers there are on this movie, you, you're like you didn't need some of the shit there was, there was some that we needed like somebody to really come in. And I think cut this movie up because the movie is only about 90 minutes and it does feel like it's two hours at a point. And there were moments towards the back <laughs> towards the back end of the movie. Like when they're actually doing the fight, I, I have to confess um, when they, you know, I, I took pretty good notes. I think people will see at the start of the show from I did this from memory after I saw the film, but I realized that when the turtles took down Superfly, um, with the with the uh, chemical, I zoned out. I was detached from the movie in that moment. That's not what you want. That's not right. in that third act. That's when the, that's when the, I think a lot of the errors in the first two acts really kind of come into play, and then that's when you start to really kind of like be like, okay, I'm kind of I'm kind of done. I'm kind of out. You kind of like have forced me out of the story at this point. And um, so, like, the, the first act, I feel is like, you know, I with you and disagreeing with some of the choices um, on the backstory stuff, but I'm pretty in. And then on the second part, like when they you know, meet April and they're like going, they, they visit the high school and all that stuff, I'm still in. It's a bit montagey, you know, it's a bit brief. Everything's brief, but it's fine because it's a Turtles movie. And then by, by the third act, you get the plan. But then I'm kind of bored by it. The way that the New Yorkers, like they referenced the Spider-Man stuff and the way that it actually happens, I think we agree was a bit weak. Like the it's like it's like a cab driver who's just like doing the handoff with the serum. Oh, to when we mean by Spider-Man stuff, it kind of reminded me of the uh the ending to the amazing Spider-Man film where like the New York helps Spider-Man. They they move the crane so he can get to the Oscorp building. You're just like, all right, man, we gotta help yeah. the Spider-Man. It's like it's like alrighty. You know, they don't really help anybody, you know. So it's like 
she should have april should have just been down on the ground with the camera filming this stuff dude you know i'm gonna say it dude i'm gonna say it though so i'm gonna say it ghostbusters 2 the higher and higher moment still better so better than the well, here, turtles movie here but here's the thing though, came together is, man 9 11 never forget see yeah but here's the thing with the first turtle film from 1990 the director he said his whole basis for that film and the tone of that film was ghostbusters the first one mm-hmm. that you have a supernatural element but it, it's really new york yeah you know and it's like it it kind of needs that crown it's still in new york like, like the idea that they're going to they're gonna blanket the world. It should have just been New York. I don't. You don't need the world. You know, the blanket. We're gonna turn New York into the mutant capital. You know, the big, the yeah. big, uh, you know, the big set of apple, big anchovy, or whatever they want to call it. You know, like. Did you want him to partially succeed, like I did? I was hoping he was going to like it was gonna misfire, and we were gonna have like the zoo make all of these new mutants, and and then like it was gonna be like a crazy world after that, and like it was gonna be like this exponential threats are everywhere i in my brain as i'm watching it i imagine like shredder is out there and it goes that he gets hit with some of the fucking quote gamma rays from the thing and then he becomes like hulked out and like shit like really goes south and we see like oh fuck like superfly fells but he's made the world more dangerous and now the turtles gotta clean it up like i was hoping in the first film and instead it's just like really small and it's a bit like it's a bit just by the numbers, like especially in that third act, it's very lazy. Yeah, oh, if, you're, Godzilla if you're gonna change that him. much, if you're really yeah. gonna change that much, then go unexpected, you know, with mm-hmm. the ending, set up a world like you know why we got a sequel in a TV series coming out? Because now the whole world's mutants, or all of New York is mutants now, and it turned the humans into mutants too. Like it, it you know, it could have had the inverse effect is that everyone became a mutant. right like humans and animals and so they're in a different world now like that's Mm -hmm. really where like you go oh wow you know Mm -hmm. like what is but you know and i would have went with more of a smilex um distribution method from batman 89 (laughs) as opposed to i would have put it in the would have put it in the dog food and the cat food and stuff like that you know what i mean like in the pet food and stuff and and because they were because they were the ones who were being like it's in the pizza Take it, yeah, but they, they, they were the ones that were that, that their humans were treating as pets, and like they were the ones who needed the liberation from you know what I mean, stuff like that. Like I would have, I would have taken it a little more, more, a, more angry pita, like a like a like a mutant pita style, not not a pita bread. Are you trying to you know? are you trying to get Ben Shapiro all riled up? Like what oh. are you doing? All I have to do is talk about when when Splinter had the gay kiss with the sexless. A mutant. I mean, people are like, is it a, you know, somebody's like, is it a gay kiss? I'm like, I don't even know if that thing has a gender. You tell me. I have no fucking idea. I left, I, I left the movie watching a, a, a rat kiss a fucking monster, and I was like, I don't care if it's gay. I don't care what it is. It has nothing to do with reality. You know what I mean? I'm like, right. Who right. Cares yeah. at that yeah, point. That, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It was it. It was um. It was literally not applicable to us. I don't think. Yeah, and yeah. It, and I don't. If it I don't was care applicable to that. you. It's I'm the lack of the, the the clan stuff. The clan, the, the ninja shit, right? I can't yeah. the clan. You know, the, the ninja that I just, I don't know. Yeah, but 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 once again, like 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 I I do, and I'm with you. I don't agree with uh, the angle 
that they took on that stuff. I don't like it as much as the, the classic or more classical version of the turtle story, but also if there's a reason for it, if there's something I can't foresee that will come out in the series and the sequels, and there was like actual like forethought to this and it ends up being great, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll happily be like, Oh, cool. Like I'm down to go with the, with the fantasy. And like Robert mentions, um, you know, he doesn't think it's going to go any darker. And I'm like, well, you know, the, the, and you, Robert, very well may be correct. But if they don't, they will be making a mistake. Now, now, number one, I think that the Frank Miller darkness into to a degree is a huge turnoff to pop audiences. It's very much a counterculture look. It's not actually for everybody. People don't like noir. Nerds and film people like noir. Nobody else does. It's a big turnoff in a pop way i think overall like unless it's done in a very specific kind of like fucking tim burton way or whatever so shredder can be that shredder yeah shredder shredder i'm saying the shredder is that the shredder is that part so he's that part they're not that part they're they're an amalgamation of all worlds right the best of all worlds they're bright they're bright and that's the the difference Yeah. yeah yeah but but um but but look at spider verse Spider-Verse went fucking way dark compared to the first film. And it's my son says it's the best movie of the year and the best movie he's ever seen. He's nine. And I'm with him so far in that. I think it is the best movie of the year. um, That's, you know, for everybody. It's no Oppenheimer, but it's fucking. I probably a movie I will watch a thousand times more than I will ever watch Oppenheimer again. So uh, I, I love, I, I loved it. And so did, so did my, my kids. Uh, my daughter fell asleep during it though. She said it was about an hour too long. So a little long for kids at the same time. So this movie had the length, right? But it didn't have the, it wasn't as brave. It didn't. And in the same summer that spider verse came out with this movie coming out, it shows exactly how, where the movie shines and where it doesn't it's more it's more pronounced i would say uh where it has its dull spots where it has its sort Spider of versus like, well paced it's well paced between the acts is extremely oh, extremely I mean, high yeah yeah i mean your yeah your attention span in spider versus continually fed like it's continually like okay look over here now watch this like it it does it's it's genius and the way that it does that like I, my mind never drifted during Spider Verse. I love the I loved it. By the way, I I have no problems with with the with the movie. I even like that it is long. But um, <laughs> that's what she said. But that but uh, this, this this Turtles movie still does come out. That is its peer. I mean, they're both like not necessarily a traditional animation style. They're released within two two and a half months or so. I can't remember something like really close together the same summer, and um, it's like so it's like you can see what. I would say like spider versus the gold standard. And this wasn't silver. This was like a bronze, you know, I would say attempt, but I believe in it. Like that's the whole thing. That's where I'm like on the show. I think it was you who suggested that they, this is something like spider verse. They need to grow. This is an opportunity to, to do that and make it into something bigger and to, and uh, like, and I, if they grow this, and they do a good job, then I'm like, that I'm down. And if there's things that I don't like in the movie, like I said, that end up playing out, that I'm all about it. Now, new channel member, JL Wireman. And in case you're wondering, he is a superhero. He's Wireman. Where does this movie <laughs> land on your all's PNMT movie ranking? 
I think it might be in my top three. I really dig the art style. It's definitely in my in my top two right now. It, it's like it, it's kind of weird because see, I the when I saw the first Turtles film, it was like it was a huge moment for me. I was like 10 years old, 10, 11 years old. It was a, a fucking fantastic movie. I was elated the whole time. I left buzzed about how much I liked the movie and the action and how funny it was and stuff. Now, this movie has moments where the the chemistry of the turtles and the performers is better. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily, it didn't give it to me in a dose that brought me back. That made me feel like it could compete with my childhood memory, which isn't fair. But at the same time, I watch memory. Uh, I watch this film often. Uh, It doesn't have the, the the scene where they, the splinter in the fire, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't have that. It doesn't have the, they, they get a really big loss, like April's store being caught on fire and everything. Yeah. They don't have a real big loss, you know, like yeah. they're, they, they, they do that thing that's all the, it seems to be popular now where they, they use exposition as their feelings, mm-hmm. right? Let me just, exp- mm-hmm. let me use ex- let me exp- expose, expose, exposit my, is that the word? Like, exposit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, let me just say my emotional arc in words. Let me expose irre- myself. You know, yeah. as if, you know, as I'm being irreverent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I just, like, that's the Marvel thing. And I don't, I don't think that's as strong as, but this is the, if, if they did that in Avatar 2 with the whale, it, you, you know, what I'm telling you, that movie would have failed. You know, yeah. like, let, well, let emotion be emotion. You know, and no one a joke is a joke and no one uh, kick to the, you know, the heart is a real, punch of the heart right like and it but, but kind of like that, there's that there's opportunity for it. like splinter being alone like when he's in the when he's by himself because he, he's so afraid to leave the sewers he mm-hmm. can't be with this kid you know like if he were like i got if he was watching on tv his kids needed his help you know what i mean like and he has yeah. to get over his paralysis you know his fear of the world like yeah. there's something there and it's just like don't be afraid to go there because it's going to make everything else seem more fun and better. Like it just, that's the, the problem. So for me, the first movie is still the best. Yeah. I would say second, even though I still think the set, my second choice suffers some of the same problems. This movie had would be the 2007 CGI movie TMNT. That's it, has a, it, has a po- it has a Pokemon problem, but mm-hmm. I, I've made a fan edit of that film. I, my, my publisher, Dave Alverson was friends with the director of that, mm-hmm. you know, and I was working on a fan edit that just, a bit of that out and focused on Raphael and Leonardo because it, it does sort of the storyline sort of serves as a sequel to the, the live action films if you if you edit yeah. it right it really does so and I just think you know but artistically this this is super great so I just think that that TMNT one I can leave on a loop more than this movie it's just I don't know like I, I would yeah. leave this on a loop with the sound off it, which sucks because mm-hmm. I enjoy the banter. It's just they won't shut up. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they need a little less, little less talky talky. Sometimes like it's just a little. The kids I get talking, but the whole world fucking won't stop yammering. You mm-hmm. know, like I don't understand how they're supposed to be different. You know, like their dynamic isn't like when they're talking too much. And, sh- and April says, "Yeah, this isn't making people like you more." Like that's mm-hmm. true. But the, yeah. and then the whole world yammers like them. So I'm not, I'm not. Well, that, that, that's, that's yeah. why I, I thought that was like at the Empire Strikes Back when Irving Kirshner's like, 
when they're waiting on the Falcon, you can't say this is boring or the audience will think it's boring. And I thought it was a mistake that she says that very thing that we're feeling at that moment, because then it became like, it's an acknowledged that it's kind of annoying, not in a good way. Um, Right. Yeah. And like, like, like for me, the first turtles film is, is it doesn't hold up entirely for me. It doesn't hold up. Like it doesn't play as well as it did for me when I was a kid. And, And so in certain ways I prefer this one. And, and in certain ways, though, it doesn't really hit the same spots. It doesn't the, the the audience was not delighted to the same level, though, that I felt that that first film like hit at, for its day. So I don't think we have that uh, here on this one. I don't think we have 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 that. We don't think we have a big hit here is my is what I'm saying with the audience. And uh, I do think it's, you know, it's a it's a good effort, but. Yeah, I'm probably going to give it still give it to the original Turtles, then this one, then the 2007, and then Turtles 2, and, and no, Turtles no, in Time. <laughs> if somebody's got drugs, no, no, Turtles no, in Time. No, it's not a movie, technically. I guess it kind of is, but the, mm-hmm. the Turtles animated OAV words, the 80s cartoon and the 2005 cartoon have to like team up or whatever. There was like a multiverse mm-hmm. animated bit. I'll yeah. put over Turtles 2 any day of the week. Like, like, I'll put yeah, that over it any day of the week. <laughs> what Wireman brings up Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I, I had a good time some with. Some of the it. lamest, some of the lamest art I've ever seen. It's yeah, poorly, yeah. poorly animated. Sorry, I, I have to disagree. Yeah. I can't. It says it's as wooden as it gets. I, I don't. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think I watched that during the pandemic times when it was like. Yeah. Really? Is that when that came out? I feel like that's when that came out. It's been a while. I hadn't thought about it in a long time. I know time, people though. like it, but I'm it's it's I'm sorry, nah, but creatively it's just I like it, but I don't know. love it. I don't love it. Like 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 for, for me, um, if it wasn't a theatrical film, it, it's the question. I'm t- I'm taking it just to the theatrical. It's just it's crazy the- that the turtles have appeared with Batman but have never appeared with Daredevil. That's just so weird, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, like why are they tied to Batman? I mean, they didn't even, the movies didn't even come out the same year. You know, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand this. You know, unfortunately, Ben has already gone to sleep, probably. But he says this feels like a wait till it comes on streaming for me movie. And I would say if you aren't a huge Turtles fan or you don't have children, it's probably where it's going to fall for you. Uh, real realistically, like I wouldn't recommend it to most of my adult friends to to go and see. It's not. Um, it's not like Spider Verse where I'm like, you got to see that shit. Like this one's not a you gotta see that shit, but uh, but if you did like if the turtles ever meant anything to you, this is probably the best outing since the original film, and it's modern, so there there there's there's that going for it, I guess you know, but you know yeah I don't know um do you do you feel do you feel like you could give it a a, a ranking out of ten? Could you, do you think you have a number for it before we go? Do you think you have one in your mind, or is that is is that not a thing you'd like to do? I, I put it in the same category as the Flash. You know, it has some moments. It's visually, it's better because there's more of it. Yeah. You know, so I guess it'd be right above the Flash. You know, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like Spider Verse was an eight, and I feel like this is like a six point five. 
you're being yeah. Spider Verse is is a nine, dude. I think you're yeah. You're I think I think Spider Verse is a nine. Movies is I, no, 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 no. I'm with you. You're right. You're right. I, I said Spider. I have it like it's on my it's on my letterbox. I could prove it. <laughs> I yeah. Spider Verse would, would be would be nerd. a nine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Blame Best of Bulletin. He's the one who was like, "Where's what's your where's you haven't updated your letterbox?" And I'm like, "Okay, here I go." But uh. Yeah, it, I would I would say Spider Verse is, is a nine. I don't believe in tens for the record, and I'd say it's a nine. And I would say like this is like a six point five, and I and I really want to give it a seven, but but I don't think I I don't think I can. I, I think when I watch it again on Saturday, I don't think I'm going to like it more. And I'm curious to see yeah. if the tedious moments are even more tedious or not. Um, and uh, you know, I, I would love to feel differently about it, but but. If they make a sequel, which they're supposed to, I will go see the sequel for sure. I will see what they do with it, and 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 then that's where I will be in in or out. Um, I will try the series when it comes out, but I don't know if you know if the movie's only hitting at like a six point five for me. I probably don't expect much from the series, but sometimes the series is better. You know, I'm a big Clone, big Clone Wars fan, and the series was better than the weird. Film, so. They didn't come up with the theme song in the movie to go along with that TV series. <laughs> yeah, seems like really odd. Is it? Is it weird that like I really, I really wanted like Groove is in the heart to be in this movie. Hey, look, who doesn't it, want more delight, right? Who yeah. doesn't? The, the, I mean, the band, I'm telling you, that band was ahead of its time. You know, like you, that, yeah. everything about that and, band and holds you up. Know, yeah. It was released, Rob. 1990 91 what, 1990 or that was 91 no, no it was released in 1990 it was released in 1990 yeah, yeah she's way ahead way ahead yeah so yeah so you know but but like i said th- there's a ton of a ton of um potential here uh i did like the flash better i like the flash better uh i thought the flash was 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 a better movie i probably respect this endeavor more than the flash but i like the flash better and um you know it doesn't i don't know it probably makes my right now it might make my top 10 of the year but i don't well it's look, definitely if, if not my top of the summer it's just tough because we just got you know shredder's revenge the game and mm-hmm. i'm like that game is pretty damn good that's chock full of pearl goodness so it's like it's just like i don't know it's like i would i want to see more of this universe I just need a story that, you know, is just not, I don't know. I, 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 I'm a bigger fan of Batman Begins than you, right? Yeah. But yeah, you I'm can see th- this needs, this needs to step up to the Dark Knight level, you know, like needs a yeah. little bit of a jump here, you know? It does. It does. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I'm, and like I said, I'm looking forward, like the, the fact that, that it ends with the turtles in high school is not something I had considered. And that yeah. may be that may be the shot that this franchise needs to go into a whole different place, like what yeah. Cobra Kai did for Karate Kid. You know, it, it could it could be it. Yeah. So, but it also uh, might not be. But but let let us know in the comments when you guys see it, um, what you what you think, and uh, if you think we're dumb or if you think we're right or what. Which, and we're what not telling are. you what to think, by the way. I, I am telling I am. you. I'm, you yeah. should agree with me. <laughs> Rob, don't agree with him at all. You're dumb if you're Rob, but agree with me. 
I, I beat the I beat the NES game. He didn't. He just drew the arcade machine. Really, no, I beat really the good. NES game. No, I beat the first beat NES game. Yeah. Yeah. I got 99 scrolls. I had to do that. <laughs> and I got it. And I beat uh, it. Yeah, remember no, how fun it. it was when the arcade one came out, though? Like the one that the one that you drew, like when that very first one I, I did like, school. That was so I did good. school. And yeah. got caught by the cops for distance school just to go play. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of Karate Kid, I used to play. I played it at uh, golf and stuff where Karate Kid is filmed. Like that's where I went through. That's where I used to go to play it. It was a good time. Um, one of the only places that had it, like in my area at first. But yeah, I still play the the. Well, I had the arcade one up, so and I got a light up heat thing. So I I still play. I play that you know monthly. I just turn it on and so you know. Be, be, oh, before we go. When I was a kid, I lived in this really poor neighborhood, and um, it was a like it was like a bunch of duplexes, right? And it was it was like it was a really weird. It was like racially segregated in the sense that white people would own a row and they would only rent to the white people. Black people would own a row; they would only rent to the black people. It was what it was. But what we ended up having was a really cool street full of different kinds of people. All, you know what I mean? All of us were broke as shit, but everybody grew up and everybody played together. But there was this one house and it was used to bring people from Mexico with coyotes and and they had dug underground and made like a, a place to like hide people that they were bringing over. Jesus. And, Where are we yeah. going with this, Jason? Well, they got caught. And everybody who owned that thing went to, went to, uh, went to a prison or jail or whatever. We never saw them again. So for like a year, that whole row of houses is just there. Then Turtles comes out and we form our turtle club, right? And everybody's <laughs> like, everybody's like, like got like side, you know, and I'm smart. I'm like, oh, I don't have any of, I don't have nunchucks. I'll be Donatello because I just have to use a fucking broomstick, right? And stuff like that. Well, we end up going, our turtle club, our, our, our turtles, we break into that house that where, where they used to hide the people in the basement to see if it was true. We fucking open it up. And when we live in California, we don't have basements. It's maybe the only basement I've ever been in in California <laughs> in my life. And it's, right. you know what I mean? It's like, it's a like concrete, it's like a concrete stair, staircase down into the ground. Um, but over the course of uh, when turtles comes out, we just start fucking just chipping away, fucking beating up that building and uh, eventually, like the whole house, like goes like like sideways, and then we all ran. Oh out. no! I, I, this is after us <laughs> beating the shit out of the house for like weeks, and uh, and then they they came and they they tore it they tore it down. Yeah, but it but but I was a badass Ninja Turtle. I fucking fought a house and I took it down. So, anyways, yeah, that, that um, just remind me how much kids love being ninjas. There's an opportunity for like a, a Halloween bit at their high school where everyone dresses up like turtles, but they don't, right? Mm -hmm. The turtles don't dress up. Yeah. You know I mean? like, all the kids want to be ninjas, but they want to be like different things. Like, you know, like, yeah. So I am interested in that part of it, you know? Yeah. So I just, again, I, I just, everything can be iterated upon, you know, it's worth, yeah. it's worth the effort. I just hope that we get more of that and less of repeating milking jokes for 15 minutes. Um, yeah. And, and and I think the jokes worked better for me than they did for you.
but I'm going to see it a second time. And I, so that second time is going to be how funny does Jason really think it is? You know what I mean? At that point, that's when I'm either going to be like, Rob, you're right. I'm with you, man. I got no patience for this shit anymore. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Well, Rob, uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Right. Do you have any, any, la- any more thoughts on turtles? Or are we out of here? We're out of here. We're out of here. All right, everybody. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Uh, talk about Star Wars and all that jazz. Thank you to everybody who became a, a channel member today. The Wire Man. Thank you, Wire Man. And uh, thank you, thank you for Wire the Man. Super Chats today. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Have a good night. And if you see Turtles, let us know what you think. I'm curious to see yeah. wh- where the movie fell for you and if you agreed with us or not. Bye. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. It's not about spaceships.